Hello and welcome to this Saturday, August 17th, 2019 episode of the Grab ATTN podcast. This is a Gary V Club podcast and today's episode is called What Happened in 2005 That Stopped Anthony B. And so... Let me just kind of go back to 2005. Now, I was supposed to be graduating high school. And instead, I dropped out in December. I didn't go back after Christmas break because they were going to make me stay an extra six months. I had a lot going on in my life at that time. It was my senior year. I had lost my grandpa at 15 and then had just recently lost my grandma. And I was struggling. I, then I lost a, a good friend, not to death, but just uh, to the area. And so I said, forget it. And dropped out thinking, you know what, I'm going to really get things together. Now, my dad, apparently, I guess I found this out later, years, years you know, years and years later, my dad just told everyone, you know, don't don't bother him about it. He'll he'll figure things out. I guess he thought that I would have eventually went back and got a GD or or something like that. But I just never really needed it. Early on, I mean, I believe it was two thousand six. I had ended up getting a job that I had someone with a college degree working underneath me. Now, I'm sure they're, you know, it was a computer science degree, and I'm sure they're doing well financially now, but it was just at the time I felt like, okay, you know, it's not necessary. I didn't understand the experience, the college experience because I was like education well you can get the education for you know for almost nothing especially now that the internet exists and so Gary talks a lot about this but the the thing that stopped in 2005 so I had met with people and I was planning on, I mean, I I had friends that I had started spending a lot of time with and then I had lost them kind of in certain ways, lost the ability to spend time with them. And at least like I was because before there was a lot of freedom and then there was no freedom. And for a 17 year old kid that had just dropped out of high school, I was probably spoiled I worked for my dad and people said that I did a good job working I mean that's the thing is people that worked for my dad that made actually a lot more than I did always said that I did a great job 
And my dad kept my pay low for a very, very, very long time. I had to actually develop the skills. You know, we started, it was just the two of us, and we we were at 15, and we had built a house from basement to roof. He, you know, he we the we laid the blocks. You know, I mixed mortar and he did them, and you know, I helped him where I could, and was there from fifteen on. And at fifteen, I spent that summer with my dad working to make money, while that was my la- grandpa's last last bit of life. And then that devastated me because I didn't think he was going to die. So it was like, it destroyed me. And I, my 10th grade year was crazy because of that. I went back to high school and I just didn't take crap from anyone I didn't want to be there anymore and I just started leaving school in the middle of class you know in the middle of the day not in the middle of class but just between classes something would happen and I'm like ah forget it I'm going home and it's not that I did it so much that I mean I didn't do it a ton because I didn't even do it enough to I didn't even do it more than 10 times but it was just the time period I was like you know what forget this I don't want to be at this school. The school was out of control. There were, you know, people... It was crazy. I mean, I was used to being bullied. But Jackson wasn't bullying. I mean, I got some bullying from the preppy kids... But mostly it was like anger and complete disassociation. It was like we weren't people together. Uh, I mean, I can't really explain it. And others would probably have a much different experience at that school. But I never really felt connected in that place. With, with like 1,800 students in a single building, I never really felt connected. I mean, a little bit with one friend... I mean, well, with a couple friends at a couple different times. That's the thing. It was, it was, I had just the right people at just the right times. Because certain people will say, well, I thought we had a connection, you know, in this class or that class. And yes, there were actually a lot of really great people. But, um, it, it always, it was, they were like almost like angels, honestly, to just help me get through. Because the overall experience, you know, we never, we never, after I left, there was only one person that I stayed in contact with. And, um, 
you know, at 16 years old, I thought I was pretty smart. Now at twice that age, 32, like, wow, I learned a lot in the last 16 years. Wow, this has been incredible. I mean, I was a smart kid. I was an impressive kid, but... Not going to college was the huge mistake because I needed that cushion away from people. I needed that ability to stretch my wings and connect with people and do some creative things. And then, and I didn't have that, period. I had it doing entrepreneurial things, starting my own business, failing, you know, having my first partner sue me, that kind of thing. You know, at 20 years old to have that happen, and then, you know, the lawsuits spill into 21. At 20 years old, just before my 21st birthday, I was depressed. And um, a friend had called the police to take me to the psych ward. Because, well, it was a friend's girlfriend that did it. And she didn't want to have to deal with the situation. And I probably was rude to her or something. So she called the cops to do a welfare check to take me to the hospital. Because she didn't want me to to hurt myself. It wasn't that she thought I was going to hurt anyone else. She just didn't want me to hurt myself. That's the thing. I don't think anyone's really thought I was ever going to hurt anyone else. It's only been myself. I've been angry with some people a couple times. Um, but like that's the thing I've never even been in a fight um, until you know until like very within the last year a year ago I learned how to fight with Dave Wood and I haven't even been in a physical fight since then I was able to distance myself from one when someone wanted to beat me up but um you know, we just don't really understand our journey until we get through it. I look back, and why didn't I become like Gary V? Because a lot of things kind of corresponded. I was going to start a show. It was called Hack This Show. And it was, uh, you know, kind of um, modeling off of one of the shows on G4 TV. And I really liked that channel, and Gary Vee was inspired by that crowd too. And I mean, with the Kevin Rose and Dig and all that stuff, I followed the industry. I was growing up in that. And so in 2006, it was like I should have been going full bore with things. I had a, a friend that was going to be a business partner and him and I were friends over the years. And we've tried to be business partners over and over. And then had issues you know working together it just didn't work unfortunately (laughs) um I haven't talked to him since that last experience that was seven years ago and I love all these people I care about all these people and I wish them well and I, I see a lot of like I look at the people that were significant to me And I feel like they're all on a really good path. And I look at now and look at where each of us are going and where the world is heading. And 
I think back, what if all of us in 2006, some of the significant people would have partnered together and, you know, started a billion dollar business? Well, then in 2009, my son wouldn't have been born. Um, Like, that's a situation where I can't be 100% certain that there wasn't an abortion done because of me. But he wasn't my biological son. The biological father was like wanting an abortion originally. The hospital was basically recommending an abortion. Um, his grandfather I'm pretty sure would have been on board with an abortion at that time even though I mean now he wouldn't be able to imagine such a thing that's the thing is I knew I was in Las Vegas and I was like I am about to have a kid I am about to have a kid I watched this video by Mike Humes in a prepaid legal event and it was him and his daughter And I was like, I am about to be a father. Within days, I found out that my son's mother was pregnant. And I was like, he told me, He's like, yeah, uh, I, he thought it was funny, kind of. So he tells me, yeah, she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh my gosh. There's a chance this baby's mine. Well... Little little tiny bitty itty bitty chance that the baby would be mine. But then, based on birthday, well, basically. I mean, we found out later on that that he wasn't mine biologically. But he was every bit my son. And that's the thing. It's like, I want my son back in my life really bad. And I've been working to get myself under, under control. Because I knew that if I went and tried to get back in his life and I wasn't ready and I couldn't handle the stresses of the the situation, then I was going to end up losing him forever. And, And I've seen that that's what they end up doing is they end up taking kids from their parents and then they say, well, they can contact their parents when they're 18. They can decide then. And with him not being my biological son, it was like... 
Now, why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because this is why I'm not Anthony B. This is why I'm not a a billionaire tech entrepreneur. Because I stayed here and I went on a certain journey, a certain path. And I experienced certain things. And was able to be part of this little boy's life. And he was able to be a part of mine. And there's no way I would have been able to have that experience at that time in that type of situation. What I experienced over the last, since 2006, I mean, I can't believe the journey that I've had. I mean, if I could look back at, at that, that, that young man in 2006, I turned 19 years old. And some things had happened that year. And I was starting to realize that I wasn't as nice as I thought I was. When I started having these traumas happen, I became a really angry person. And because of my own entitlement... And because of my intelligence and the way people respected me, a lot of people didn't really quite see that until the only way I could compare it, I later learned about how Steve Jobs was. He, he either, you know, was seducing you or, um, I don't know about destroying, but just wanted nothing to do with you and it's not that I was seducing people but it was that people have told me that I'm a heartbreaker and I didn't even realize quite what I was and and this was a man that told me that as a friend and so what that really meant to me and what I I think this really can help a lot of people understand is that we get people to fall in love with us just as human beings and then we get scared or we go to follow our own ambitions and we leave people behind and people feel left behind and I've really struggled with a lot of that I've really struggled with you know my first business partner you know I've wanted to pay him back and I haven't had that money. And even though, uh, you know, certain things transpired, it's like, who cares? I would rather pay everyone back, like threefold. And I would feel good about that. Just being able to give, give back. Even more, even more than that, if I could really do it. The thing is, is just right now, I, I mean, I just can't. I'm just barely getting by. And I have certain technologies, but my overall assets, my overall net worth, honestly, is not a huge amount. So it's like I could be, I could have this major company with all these people following me around, wanting to do my vision, and maybe we could have cities of the future now, but I think it would have been a dangerous thing. 
you know, I was atheist at that time. I was very anti-religion. And it's not that um, I'm telling you what to believe, but I'm saying that that level of just disgust and arrogance on people, because I was, I judged people. I was like, I felt like people that had this spirituality, I felt like they were idiots. And I think a lot of young men think that. I, I think a lot of young men struggle with that. I've seen it. Especially this generation that was right after me. And, I, I mean, my kids vary in, in range. <laughs> Quite a range. Up to close to my age. And so... I haven't really been much of a father figure. The only kid that I've really been a father figure to is my first son, and then I've been outside of his life. And it's like, I've thought of myself as such a bad person, and that was why, you know, a big part of why I was like, I need to step up for this kid no matter what. Because I saw what Steve Jobs had done, and I didn't want to be like that. And I knew that I was going to be doing something bigger. And it wasn't just about appearances, but it was about the kind of person. Because I was raised, I mean, I was raised by my parents, but I was really, I really looked up to my grandparents on my mother's side because I spent a lot of time with them, more time with them than with my parents, more one-on-one -on -one time, more interactive time. And they always incubated my ideas. And it's not that my parents didn't incubate my ideas and support me, but my grandparents helped me in a different way um, that helped create that entitlement for sure. Uh, but not too bad. Not where I became, you know, the, the heroin addict that did kill himself. I, I, I mean, I, I never did any hard drugs like that. I never got to that because I always... I re there was a real hard line and even uh, you know marijuana and stuff it took a long time for me to even say okay maybe there is something to this uh, I mean and now the, the, the research now the research that links the gut and the brain and the cannabinoid receptors and that connection of things now it makes complete sense it's like looking at the human body the reason I'm not the reason I don't want to go get this cut out of my neck is I, I know that there's a chance that it'll be not a very invasive procedure and then it could be more invasive where they have to take lymph nodes um, there's a chance that it could be in more areas, but there's a chance that it could be very, very little. It could be like nothing. No, like the only problem that this could potentially cause is just disfigurement. And so it's like, okay, is it worth the potential risk of it spreading to other parts of my body? Well, it's been on me for like 10 years and it was just recently that it grew a lot and 
it grew during my most suicidal time when I wanted to manifest cancer. I wanted to be taken by something that wasn't as painful as suicide. And so... I mean, I got a lot of pictures of this. And they're dated and stuff. So it's like I have... I feel like I have a good enough amount of evidence. And if it heals, great. And if I can heal my body... That's great. That's what I want to help other people do. But it's really on them. Gary was talking about today in the podcast, his podcast, that we can... How did he order it? Just a second. He was talking about quality of content. And he was talking about a couple different things in this podcast. He was talking about a lot of different things, actually. But he the the one thing that was interesting is he talked about entertainment or education. And content being one of the two. Well, it can actually be entertainment, education, inspiration, information, and promotion. It can probably be more than that. But those five can be really powerful, especially when you think of them in those ways. You think of entertainment. That's one thing. Education, that's another. Well, what about information? Information can be education, but it can also be separate. It can be just information. And um, entertainment, education, information, inspiration. Inspiration is definitely different than entertainment and education. Promotion, self-promotion. These are separate things, and Gary does all of them. That's what's so unique about Gary is he doesn't, it's like, he's a very smart guy, yes. But I think there are smarter guys that are far less successful specifically because they think too much about it. And that's what I did. Not saying that I'm smarter than Gary V. But I am saying that we had a slightly different situations. We both worked for our dads. And... I had to do a lot of crap jobs for my dad. I didn't get paid $2 an hour. Um, I started at $8 an hour. And then I would work like 10, 12, 14 hour days with him. Out in the summer heat and just work, 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 work. 
and I learned a lot. It was really powerful. So then by 17, after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and thinking I was really smart and my dad had a development going and him saying, well, yeah, you can do one of the houses and, you know, the money was there. Well, right at that time, the whole market took a crash. We never even got to those houses. And like the real estate market in Jackson just completely tanked. It was crazy. I mean, people were, I remember people looking at these houses. It wasn't like alcohol. Alcohol, when a recession hits, I think sales go up. Well, for us, when the recession hit, even though we had one of, see, we had houses starting at one fifty nine nine, and the other ones were like two thirty nine nine. Uh, they were not much bigger, a little bit bigger, but they were more luxurious. We were more practical homes, everyman homes, and well, what my dad found out is that. Well, the furnaces didn't quite last as long as furnaces used to last. The roofs, it's not that they are bad. I mean, they still have usable life in them. But a decade later and over, you know, 15 years later, you can see, you know, fade. And it's like the, the, the area is aging. They're, they're nice houses. They're, I mean, still, to this day, I appreciate the design. I appreciate what we did in this little small 12-house development. I mean, we put in a road. We cleared the land, put in a road, and built these houses. And I thought, rich dad, poor dad, and I just, in my situation, I thought that I was going to be top of the world. You know, I liked Donald Trump. You know, I was a fan of him. I, I was a big fan of The Apprentice. I... I thought that, okay, I can do this. I'm going to be something. Well, I had these constant traumas that I think are probably probably the biggest character building ever. I really learned what loss is really like. I really learned what having people turn on you is like. And it's not like I did really really horrendous things it's just things that are people are like you know what I don't want this person in my life anymore and it's not that it, it's, it goes both ways it's like we both are just we served our purposes together and then had to separate to both grow and I keep finding that where I'll separate from someone and then we both grow leaps and bounds it's not just that one of us grows and then the other is just like melting away. I mean, there are some people that have really struggled to have to learn some lessons uh, completely unrelated to me, but I've had to do the same thing. And Gary was talking about quality versus quantity. And that's what I'm working on here. I'm working on both. I'm both, I'm doing a couple things. I'm trying to inspire those people that are depressed, that may be suicidal, that may struggle with some things, that may have stomach issues, that may have any sort of number of things. 
to take a step back and say, you know what? I can do this even when, I mean, I'll tell you what. It's like some things you think you can't go through. It's like, it's over. It's genuinely over, you think. And so many times it's not. It's never over until it's really over. And you can choose to keep going. And keep going and keep going. Now, there's this saying, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. I think that's false. I think sometimes winners lose. And I think sometimes winners do quit. I think sometimes winners quit in order to come back harder. Sometimes I think you've got to be a loser first to become a winner. It varies depending on the person. You know, there are so many different variations, but I think that the... I don't think that... I think a pleasing personality is important, yes, but it's not all the time. No one has a pleasing personality all the time. No one's perfect all the time. The law of success principle is what um, Napoleon Hill teaches. All these things are all great. What Gary Vee talks about is slightly different. It's more practical, like, just go out and do stuff. And work. Do more stuff. Work. And eventually, it may take you a decade. It may take 15 years. But you just do it. And as long as you you love what you're focused on, I mean... It's, it may be with so much struggle, but at least it's yours, and it's your dirt, your journey. And this guy, Dan Pena, like, joked around about the journey, and it's like, yeah, the journey, it's kind of funny, the journey, you know, the all millennials, blah, 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 need to, to be strong men again, all that. Well, we do. We need to get our strength back and we need to create that's how we get our strength back is through creation not destruction but creation coming together bringing communities together not destroying the police departments not destroying the communities by ripping people out of them and throwing them into jails but going into the communities and breaking into people's hearts and minds saying look we're here we're here to help and we're going to bring this community back together We've got a rich history here. We've got some very interesting things here in Jackson, and I really want to put a large investment here. I may not even leave at all. It's like, I love Jackson, I want to be here, but I hate Jackson and don't want to be here at the same time. It's a love-hate relationship, and it's because I need to be able to provide an impact. And it's not just influencing people. I can't tax the people. It's like there's 30,000 people. If I say, all right, every single person give me each person give me a hundred dollars. Okay, that's three million dollars. So, yes, that would make an impact, but it's not going to do that big of an impact of the community. We need radical transformation where we're building so many housing units that people are moving here. Attracting people. 
don't want to push people out either. And that's why we need to do so many that no one is without a home, an affordable home. And not just focus on downtown and the the rich white kids, but all the kids. I mean, people the world sees what Lean Rocket Lab did with all the with all the white people. In a in a community that has, I believe it's about forty percent African American. And there's only one black person, and it's a judge. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's like they had to have him in the one picture because. It was weird. It was just eerily weird. And it disturbed me. Because... How are we going to gain people's trust moving forward if we keep doing this? And I'm not just talking about black people's trust. I'm talking about all poor I mean, I'm not saying all black people are poor, but that's the thing. It's like Dave Chappelle jokes about this. He's like, there's a difference between the rich black people and the poor black people. And honestly, the the rich black people seem to care more about their communities than a lot of the white people do. A lot of white people do. I mean, it's not saying, I'm not trying to generalize, but I'm just trying to say that If you listen to Kanye West, so many white people make fun of him, and I think a lot of black people probably do too. And then they especially don't like him since he likes Trump. But he's working to build prefabricated houses. And he's kind of making a, I think they're going to be some cool cool places. But we have so much racial division where it's like he's a racist, he's a racist, this person's a racist. And it's like, I don't think anyone in themselves is a racist, but I think everyone does racist things or things that may be, and they may appear to be racist. And we've got to work on that. But ultimately, we've got to let things, you know, go off our, our shoulders. You know, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part, but that doesn't mean that other idiots aren't going to say stupid stuff from time to time. And there are going to be a lot of people like me that do their part and a lot of people like you that do your part. (coughs) But the reality is that sometimes there are just those people that are really pained inside, that need that reaction. So, not that we bring them into our cult, but we bring them into our culture, this culture of living, working, playing, loving, learning, paying it forward. And Gary is building a culture, but it's not as refined as what I did. And that's the difference. Gary is like 10 years older than me, and so he had that lead. He had this a successful time period. He actually um, 
got to, to ride that wave a little bit better than I did because he didn't have the ma major loss. And even he's talked about this, where he was lucky that he didn't have death because he knows that if he would have had death of a near, a really dear loved one at 15 and 17, it would have destroyed him. It's like 15, 17, I lost, I lost four people in that time. And at 15, at 17, at 17, at 18. And then 18, 19, 20, um, and it was like a single person over and over a lot of those times. And it was partially because it was like my, son, my son's mother and I weren't right for each other. But we needed to be in each other's lives for some reason. And I mean we know what it is now. And now I mean I'm happily married. And yeah we do have issues. But it's like. There's something, it's, it's like my wife can say so much worse than what my son's mother would have said. It's, I mean, my son, it's, people say, a lot of people say things in, in the heat of the moment. But with my wife, there's something much different there. And it goes back to the principle and that Napoleon Hill talks about a man's wife can either make or break him. And Gary V really lucked out there too. I mean, he went to college, got that experience. That's an important experience that uh, cannot be understated. And I don't think he really understands it. It's like, if you can do it, you've got, it, you've got to do it, but do it as cheap as possible. And work to learn as much as possible. Don't just party it away. But experience. Don't start a company right away. But build those connections and relationships. I wanted to build a company right away. Before I even knew what I was doing. And Gary talks about all these things. And that's why a lot of people aren't talking about this. It's like use your 20s to learn. Work your butt off and learn. And then by the time you're 30, you're going to be set. You're going to have the cash saved. You know, budget your time and money. Save in your 20s. Then by the time you're 30, you've got 10 years into your your retirement plan you've got savings you've got uh, all these habits and if you go based off of the the habits that napoleon hill teaches you know with having definiteness of purpose using the mastermind principle applied faith pleasing personality going the extra mile personal initiative self-discipline controlled attention enthusiasm imagination learning from adversity and defeat budgeting time and money uh, positive mental attitude accurate thinking uh sound uh, body and mind and cooperation cosmic habit force it's slightly different in the law of success slightly different in think and grow rich but you use these principles Gary talks about them he just calls them by different names and they're universal for all different people you know it's it's not race specific so we need to start grouping together and coming together and just working together and not saying oh the white people are going to help, help the black people but let's help each other because white people need black people to be as successful as black people need white people to be successful and 
the other races too. It's like, how can we allow other people in this country if we can't even get along with just the two most basic black and white, let alone the other colors of the rainbow? And when I say that, I mean the rainbow that's come out. I mean, we've got every different type of person from people that you know identify as babies, as dogs, as cats, as everything. And we're trying to navigate this world where everyone ha- is able to just be whatever they want, and no matter if you had a, if it's d- described as a mental illness or not, you're free to be what you want to be. And that's not quite what the law of creation is, because a lot of that's caused by some trauma. If it's caused by, that's what we've got to look at. We've got to look at, okay, are we happy? No. Have we had trauma? No. Look at these things. If we've had trauma, how do we heal this trauma? Sometimes it it takes recreating a habit or creating a new habit to heal from this trauma. And no one's talking about this. And Gary's starting to get into it, but he just doesn't know what he doesn't know. And I've spent the time actually researching this. And that's why I'm not Anthony B. That's why Hack This Show never started. That's why it took me... You know, it it was 2006, it was 2005 that I was really starting to do that. So, you know, we, we look to now, 2019, these 14 years, well, it's not like I've just been in a coma. I've had 14 years of, like, life experience unlike anything that I could have ever imagined. I thought that maybe I would get married and, you know, have kids and that kind of thing. I didn't think that I I would have I would you know I would marry a woman with kids that you know were grown before we even got together. I you know those kinds of things. And now I've got all these kids and I want to be a role model. I want to be a a good stepfather and so far I don't think I've done a very good job. I think I've really struggled. Um, you know, I came to the relationship with my own issues. She came with her own issues and now we've come together and, you know, it was like a really magical experience how we came together. And this is the difference between quantity and quality because this quality kind of sucks, but because there's quantity in it and I'm doing so much, you have so much context to this based on my other episodes that you're going to really understand what kind of a person I am. And I want, for anything that I want to do for myself, I want to do for you. I want to help you experience the same thing. So it's like, for the fathers, that you know, the stepfathers and fathers that are struggling to make an impact in their children's lives, it's like, I want us to come together. And I want the children to come together. And I want us all to create a better tomorrow. And a better today too because tomorrow's never promised and it, it like it truly isn't when there are you know gunfights in the streets and stray bullets we need to teach these kids how to fight we need to teach these kids how to um, not only fight but but it's about defending themselves and when they can defend themselves without weapons. And then we also teach them in the process, you know, 
conflict resolution and respect and all these things this is a this is a white black brown yellow like any kind of color you know pink purple like every type of person green the green hulk guy if you're just an angry person all the time and that's your secret We all need to come together. Like, that's the thing, is people become less racist the more time they spend with people of other races. But if they only have little bits of experience with them, then that's where people become more racist. But if you have, like, a lot of black friends, or, you know, you have people, a lot of friends from Iraq or Iran or, or from India, you start meeting people and having real-life experiences with them... <coughs> Then when you see the Indian person in the shopping mall speaking. In another language. Then you're not going to be as negative. And. Sorry I've got distractions going on. I want people to understand who I am and what I am and what I'm about. I want people to understand that I'm not perfect. That I do say things and take pauses and... It's not that I'm just like you, but we're the same in our own life. You've had your experience. I've had my experience. You've got something in you that's led you this far. And if you're a fan of Gary V. But you don't know what to do. Other than like market and create videos. If you're a fan of like becoming a YouTuber. That kind of thing. This is your opportunity to understand. Not just creating content. But actually creating. The purpose. Quality content. Is when you really create an experience. When you really solve a problem. Or serve others. Uh, You look at like Mr. Beast. And when he creates a raving fan experience. Those are his best videos. When Gary takes you on your own experience. That's. Those are his best videos. When he takes you through a journey in your own mind. People pay for that. And that's why people sponsor Mr. Beast videos. And Mr. Beast is trying to get, uh, you know, people to buy his uh, merchandise. And I, I think that's a great idea. I'm doing this very similar thing. You know, I'm marketing this. I'm marketing my other podcasts, my other ideas, but I'm marketing space. I'm marketing villages. I'm marketing community. And if you really want to know what I'm working on, you can go to inspirelancing.com. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should go. And 
it's like the right people are going to go at the right time. If you're looking for something, you're going to listen to another podcast and you're going to eventually go. I know that you're going to go on your own time. So you might as well go now, inspirelancing.com, inspirelancing.com. But this is about entertainment, education, information, inspiration, and promotion. Hopefully I'm doing all those in this video. If I'm not, each video should get better. I'm shooting from the hip here, but it was, it's somewhat, it's not completely shooting from the hip because I had a basic structure beforehand. And I want people to understand that, you know, you can make a decision and take care of a child. And you don't have to abort a child just because society says it's okay. You don't have to go to college just because that's what society says you should. You don't even have to finish school. Now, you should, but if you make a decision and you go down a different path, your path is your path, your journey is your journey, just make the best of it. Be you and figure out who you really are. Take the time to really understand you. And the more you understand yourself, the more you build that self-confidence, then you eventually can have the impact that you want. And I'm starting to see that now where people are listening to my podcasts. And I appreciate you. I genuinely do. So I'm going to end it here. And I hope that me being real with you helps you understand what I'm really building here. I really want to help people. It's like I understand that suffering and I want people to understand that there's definitely struggle. But you don't have to, to go through the suffering. That's where that's how we end suicide. We can't take away the struggle, but we can take away the suffering. And we do that together. I appreciate you. Go to inspirelancing.com. Inspire L A N S I N G dot com. Thank you.